BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey, y'all, what's happening? You are tuned into Right Now-ish, and I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. This week is the second week the Californians have been sheltering in place as the country and the world continues to fight against the spread of the coronavirus. And there's a number of people still getting out and hitting the trails and hanging out on beaches. So I want to take this time to remind you that we're all in this together, and the best way to show that solidarity is to take some time apart. At the same time, I have something for you. A bit of a audio tour of nature. You know, a little bit of virtual sunshine. See that mountain right there, straight in the back? Yeah, that's Diablo, huh? Well, that's actually Black Diamond Mine. Oh, okay, the hillside. I'm going to give you somebody who really knows what they're talking about when it comes to wildlife, and it ain't me. Like, I'm no nature boy. I like butterflies, pretty much. That's it. Trees are cool. Reptiles, hell no. But I got somebody for you. Sid Howard. You got to come see this snake then. Oh. Don't worry, man. I, I got you. I okay. got I got tongues. I even got some boots for you. I need like a beehive suit. <laughs> Full on everything. Don't worry. It's going to be hella exciting. We're going to get out in nature, go hug a tree or something with Sid Howard, the self-taught nature expert, right after this. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of The Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Sid is originally from East Oakland, but he's been in Antioch for about a year. Reasonably priced housing was the motivating factor to move. And while I'm sure he misses the town, there's ample nature to explore on that side of the East Bay. Let's go. Let's go for a while. We have to enter from here. This is crazy. Just rolling green hills, you know, like, for as far as the eye can see, a whole bunch of green grass, hills, and cow ass. <laughs> Now, I wouldn't advise anyone listening to this podcast to do it, but I've known Sid to trap and remove rattlesnakes that people find on their property. He even takes the snakes into a safe space 
and releases them. Ugh, get the willies thinking about it. Nonetheless, knowing how Sid gets down in nature, I still chose to go out with him because ultimately, once I'm past my minor phobias, it's relaxing out there. Do you feel the anxiety levels physically going down? Oh yeah, it, it helps me deal with a lot of pressure and stress, things that bother me, you know, bills that are late, you know, it's like, who cares about bills when you're out here? You look at all this beauty, you know what I'm saying? Look at all this, these animals. It's like it's almost like you don't even belong to the city no more when you're out here. I, watch your feet, because these cow patties, they be blending in. <laughs> but, uh, Do you think anything else will be out midday in the middle of winter? Most likely mammals, no reptiles. No reptiles. We go see amphibians. Like if I took you to a frog pond right now, we'd definitely see, see some amphibians. I could just go dig out some male frogs whenever I want to. We have a lot of predators out here. We have falcons. That's the world's fastest bird. You know, they're like fighter jets. We have vultures. Over that hill, it's a, that's where the coyotes live. They come from down that way. So I went to high school not too far from here. Mm -hmm. And one of the graduation requirements is that we had to spend a month either in the desert or in the high Sierras. Mm -hmm. And I chose the desert. Mm -hmm. And while I was out there, like what dawned on me is that I never felt like I was gonna lose my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like in Oakland, especially in high school, mm -hmm. I always felt like, oh man, somebody might have a gun, there might mm -hmm. be some shooting or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. um, and then out there, like the only thing I was weary of was snakes, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever wild animal. But even still, like I had an understanding of how they operated. So I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. fear my life per se. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It was the first time I ever just felt kind of free. That's exactly how I feel. I just become one with everything and I feel free. You know, you, even if you did have a fear, if you could be around something for so long, then you realize that, oh, it's not trying to do nothing. It's not going to hurt me. You get to know the animal. You know, you actually start to get attached to them after a while. Now you look forward to seeing them. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how it be. Sid is one with his animals. He even lives with them. Not pets, that's not the way to put it. It's more of a cohabitation situation. He has all kinds of containers in his garage, space for his dogs in his backyard, and even a few tanks in his living room. He has over 20 animals in total, which includes numerous lizards, a few very large snakes, and a gecko named Nipsey. And here we have a crested gecko blending in with the leaves. Let me grab him. Come on, Nips. Is it cool if I touch it? Yeah, yeah, you, you can actually hold him. Oh, I he's wasn't cool. asking all that. He's cool, he's cool. Uh -oh. Trust me, he trust me. He's, he's oh, calm. Oh, shit. He's wiped, he's good, And they stick to you. They, uh, they, it feels weird. They have, they have these, um... It's crawling on my arm. They have these, um... So these fibers underneath their hands where they can stick to anything, stick to glass, stick to whatever. That's, that's what makes geckos different from lizards because most lizards use their claws to climb. Okay. How'd you get started in your uh, love of animals? Well, I've been like this since I was a baby. You know, I've always been fascinated by animals. Like, I remember my mom, she told me stories about she used to wash my clothes and she used to be scared because I always had some type of bugs. I used to put bugs in my pocket. What? And I was a little boy, little boy doing that. I used to pick bugs up off the ground, put them in my pocket. She said even when we used to be walking out in public, it would be the most vicious dogs. And I will walk up to the most vicious dog and start petting it. And, she, and the owner couldn't even believe how I did that. Like, how did he do that? My dog is crazy. You know, rock rollers, pit bulls, Dobermans. I was walking up to all of them. Was it like 
the confidence that won the dog over, or did you? Are you Doctor Doolittle? Like what? I just no, I just I just I don't think about what you know. You you see TV, television, people grow fears and animals. I always looked at animals like I look at people. I'm looking at your energy. You gotta let them. You gotta pretend like you're a tree. You just let them. Let them do its thing. You know. How, how did your family deal with you? Like, my man, my mom. I mean, I couldn't even own snakes when I was a kid. Like, I had to sneak them. I used, like in our basement. I used to have snake tanks hidden in the cuts. You know, with boxes stacked up around them, so nobody would find them. So, I, and my mom would find it. Get rid of that snake. You know, you know. I was like, damn. I, had to, I just find another place to hide it. You got all this knowledge about animals and nature. How are you sharing this with the world? I actually record all my adventures. You know, I document everything, and I just like to share the fun. Sid's personal social media following is big, and now he's building his official trap nature handle. And it's springtime, when nature comes alive. Perfect time to see him in his element. But then again, he also seemed to be in his element last fall, in the middle of tarantula breeding season. That's when he took his young daughter out, looking for spiders, and the duo filmed this clip. Giant tarantula crawling up my arm right now. You know, tarantulas are out by the thousands right now. Best time to see them, when the sun goes down. They're nocturnal. They hunt and eat at night. I just can't let a tarantula do its thing on my arm. It actually feels kind of, you know, it tickles, it tickles a little bit. You know, I mean, they have like little claws where they pinch in your skin, but it don't hurt. You know, it just, it just tickles, if anything. Tarantulas, man, they're they actually cute to me. They look like little fuzzy, you know, eight-legged teddy bears to me. So, And so what about people who aren't like you, just on a downtime going to find ball pythons? Like I, how, how do you expose them to nature, Who are people who are hesitant because they're scared of animals? It's just you, you have to get introduced to it and then just learn about it. I got people right now loving snakes who were once for afraid of snakes. Tarantulas, too. Once you learn about these things and you watch them react and you get to know them, it takes away that fear because it's, it's natural to fear what you don't understand. Trust me, if I had you around snakes every day and you just saw how harmless they are, and you just saw how much fun I was having with them and you don't see no type of danger, you would eventually start to be, be comfortable around snakes. You just have to be introduced to it in a positive way. Okay, now that you got people excited to go out into nature, <laughs> well, what's your favorite park or trail that you would suggest to people? Oh my goodness, that's a hard one. But I'm going to say Lake Chabot, Oakland, up straight up Keller. Uh, Wildcat Canyon, Richmond, Tilden Park, Berkeley. Oh, Tilden Park, Berkeley got uh, wild boa, boa constrictors, which is called the rubber boa. We have two species of, of wild boa constrictors here in California. And I go to Tilden Park because they have the biggest population of the rubber boa. You know, they're the little ground-dwelling boas, kind of closely related to the sand boas. They're like the underground boas. But I love it. I go everywhere. What's your favorite part about nature in the Bay Area? Knowing that we have this large variety of animals and sharing it to the world. Like, the Bay Area is very fruitful when it comes to animals, mammals and uh, reptiles, amphibians as well. And a lot of people don't even know about them. So I, I just like exposing them, giving them some clout. You know, they deserve respect and love. You know, most animal advocates don't look like you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's a lot of us out there. Since I've been doing this work, I have ran into a lot of other brothers and sisters who, who are into this. But, you know, it's a, it, there are people of, of color who, who enjoy this. And we need to get back into this type of work. This is, this is what we've been doing. What role does nature serve in maintaining a balance within you? 
first I enjoy the the silence. All I hear is birds. You know, I hear the trees moving in the wind. It just I spend hours out there. When I go out there into the mountains, I feel free. You know, no politics exists, and it's also a way for me to heal myself. You know, it's like to me, it's natural medicine to me. What's the process like? You get up, you stretch, you smoke one. What, 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 yeah, yeah, I get up and stretch, you know, roll me up some trees. But I like to smoke on top. When I, I wait till I get to the top of the mountain, then I'll blow my trees or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like a peaceful-ass feeling. I just kick my feet up and just look around at everything, and I just be chilling. Much respect and appreciation for Sid Howard for taking some time out of his life to share his story, his energy, and his love for nature with us. You can keep up with his work at Official Trap Nature on Instagram or YouTube. All right, so we recorded that episode back in February, and our lives are definitely feeling a lot different right now here in the Bay Area. So I wanted to check in on some of our past guests and ask them how they're doing and how they're weathering the shelter-in-place ordinance and how it's changing the work they do. Here's who I heard from first. Hey, 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 it's Lara Core, photographer based out of Oakland, California. So let's see. So what's been going on since sheltering in place? To be honest, a lot. Um, I'm super, super grateful and privileged to still be able to have a job. So my full time job has shifted to 100 percent remote virtual work. But in terms of my photography work, it's been tough. Um, I had to postpone the community portrait pop-up. That's been postponed until further notice and have postponed all of the shoots that I had over these next two months, um, which was a really, really hard decision to make. And so I shifted gears and I am trying to really push myself to do some self-portraits. I'm not comfortable in front of the lens, so it's something that I'm trying to build out my practice around. Um, continue to work for and with the community. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of been a balance of that and also a balance of just like slowing the fuck down, um, which is a really trippy feeling, um, especially when everybody's being forced to do the same thing. And so definitely spending a lot of time in like conversations with community and trying to center our laughter, trying to center our joy, um, trying to, you know, constantly be real with each other and also make sure that folks are just like also have a space to just breathe thank you for checking in much love and thank you laura for those of you who didn't catch laura's episode from a few months back you can find it here on the podcast feed or kqed.org slash right nowish Thank you to my producer, Ashley Ann Craigbaum. Thank you to the editor, Jessica Plachik. And thank you to the higher-ups at KQED. That's Holly Kernan, Julie Kane, and David Marcus. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. And this is Right Nowish. Peace. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And... 
I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.